Good morning. Happy Feast of Divine Mercy. The ocean of mercy should come at any time now. Maybe some of you have already received it. So, our last meeting. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, I want to be completely transformed into your mercy and to be your living reflection. May the greatest of all divine attributes, that of your unfathomable mercy, pass through my heart and soul to my neighbor. Help me, O Lord, that my eyes may be merciful, so that I may never suspect or judge from appearances, but look for what is beautiful in my neighbor's souls and come to the rescue. Help me that my ears may be merciful, so that I may give heed to my neighbor's needs and not be indifferent to their pains and moanings. Help me, O Lord, that my tongue may be merciful, so that I should never speak negatively of my neighbor, but have a word of comfort and forgiveness for all. Help me, O Lord, that my hands may be merciful, and filled with good deeds, so that I may do only good to my neighbors and take upon myself the more difficult and toilsome tasks. Help me that my feet may be merciful, so that I may hurry to assist my neighbor, overcoming my own fatigue and weariness. My true rest is in the service of my neighbor. Help me, O Lord, that my heart may be merciful, so that I myself may feel all the sufferings of my neighbor. I will refuse my heart to no one. I will be sincere, even with those who I know will abuse my kindness. And I will lock myself up in the most merciful heart of Jesus. I will bear my own suffering in silence, May your mercy, O Lord, rest upon me. O my Jesus, transform me into yourself, for you can do all things. Amen. Mary, Mother of Mercy, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Saint Faustina, pray for us. Saint John Paul II, pray for us. Saint Teresa of Avila, pray for us. Saint John of the Cross, pray for us. Saint Therese of the Little Flower, pray for us. All of God's angels and saints, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I arrived in LAX last year around this time. I saw a poster on the wall that gave me food for thought. It said, no one is well until everyone is well. We are one body. Though different members, we make up one body. When one member suffers, we all suffer. Right now, the entire world is one big body, sick, dying, suffering under this pandemic. We are all affected in one way or another, and we suffer together. Corporate healing happens when each, each member 
begins to accept that we are connected as one body and do our part in the work of healing and restoration. I recently got injured. I had a contusion of the knee. It was very painful to walk, to stand. I just needed to rest. They said this type of injury usually takes about 45 days to heal. It was my gift this Lent so that I could spend more time with the Lord. And I did. But I still did as much as I could to speed up the healing process. I researched the injury, looked for different types of treatment, changed my diet, applied ice every day, and elevated my legs. As I noticed improvement, I slowly incorporated some light stretching and simple exercises. During the process, I was reflecting on how all members of my body were engaged in trying to help my knee get better. Though it was only my knee that was sick, all the other members did their part to bring about healing. In this worldwide body, each member is important. Each person is precious in the eyes of God, and each member has an important function in the body. Although our salvation was already merited by Jesus' passion, death, and resurrection, he commissions us to participate in his work of salvation. Jesus says to St. Faustina, Help me to save sinners. You are not living for yourself, but for souls. And St. Faustina knew this within herself. She said, I am fully aware that I live for souls in order to bring them to your mercy, O Lord. Do we realize that Jesus wants us to bring souls to him? Do we realize that our function is to help bring about healing in the body? Corporate healing happens when we bring the sick members to Jesus, the divine healer. Many times we watch the news and we hear stories like, a girl has been kidnapped from her home the suspect was last spotted at a gas station, their whereabouts are still unknown. There has been another school shooting today, dozens were injured, 10 people fatally wounded, including the gunman who turned the gun on himself. A family of four was crossing the street when they were struck by a vehicle. Two members died at the scene, the other two still in the ICU. The driver was under the influence of alcohol. A war broke out in the Middle East. Tensions flared during a religious demonstration. Over 80 people died in the conflict. These are typical, normal stories we hear in the news almost every day. Stories of sorrow, tragedy, and loss. We have become almost numb to the stories. What can we do? How can we save them? 
Jesus says to St. Faustina in the diary, My daughter, give me souls. Know that it is your mission to win souls for me by prayer and sacrifice, and by encouraging them to trust in my mercy. Is there something we can do? Yes, prayer and sacrifice. In the diary, Jesus has been encouraging Faustina to pray the chaplet for sinners. Can we pray the chaplet for these stories we hear in the news? When we pray for them, it's like we are bringing the misery of the world, the suffering of the world, to Jesus, the mercy of God, uniting them to bring about healing. We bring the bad news of the world to the good news of Jesus Christ. Jesus says, by saying the chaplet, you are bringing mankind closer to me. This is how we can save souls. Whether we experience problems in our home or problems in our work or problems in the world, we can bring all, to, all of them to God's mercy through prayer. Many times, we just watch the news and do nothing. It's just another form of entertainment. Learn to see the news as if God is showing you what and where in the world needs prayer right now. Learn to watch with love and to make a response with faith. Remember, we are all one body other members can help bring about healing to those members that are sick. True story. Do you know Gloria Polo? She is from Colombia, works as a dentist, but a terrible Catholic. She would encourage others to get a divorce and have abortions. She was also a constant liar. She would often say, if I am lying, may lightning strike me. Sure enough, one day, she was actually struck by lightning. As her body was dying in the hospital, her soul was descending into hell, and she saw this happening. God gave her a second chance, and she returned to her body. How? God revealed to Gloria a poor, simple farmer who, one morning after Mass, bought some bread wrapped in a newspaper. On the newspaper was Gloria's story about being struck by lightning. This poor farmer, who could barely read, was heartbroken and began to weep. And he prayed, Father, have mercy on my little sister. I promise to make a pilgrimage to Buga. Save my sister, Lord and Gloria was saved. And now Gloria gives talks, sharing her testimony and leading people back to God and to the Catholic faith. It was the prayer of a poor farmer who saw a story in the newspaper. Imagine if we responded like him to the news we read every day. How many souls would we have brought to God by now? Another story, St. Therese, 
when she was 14 years old, learned about a murderer, Franzini, an Italian man, who was going to be executed. He had no sorrow for what he did and showed no remorse. Therese prayed for his conversion. At the moment before his execution, he asked to kiss the crucifix and wept. This was the sign Therese received that her prayers were answered. She called him my first sinner. She just saved a potential soul from going to hell through her prayer. And she was only 14. How old are you? St. Catherine of Siena had a similar incident with a criminal who was sentenced to death. She prayed for him and even had a chance to meet with him twice. In their meetings, the man was arrogant and joked with Catherine. On the day of his execution, Catherine, who even had desire to take the man's place, stood right in the front. Before the man was executed, he exclaimed two names, Jesus and Catherine. When he was executed, the man's head fell to Catherine and she caught it, with the blood staining her clothes. She didn't want to wash the blood off. She considered them her battle stains. I share these two stories not to just show the power of prayer for sinners, but also to make a plea for the thousands who are being executed in our world each day and receive little help. What crime did they commit? They received the death penalty for being conceived. I'm talking about the unborn and abortion. Can they use our prayers? Yes. Can their mothers and fathers use our prayers? Yes. 42 million babies are aborted each year. This is just one problem of many in our world, but it's a huge one and it needs prayer. Who would be willing to pray for them? I studied at the Franciscan University in Steubenville for one year. They have a very active student ministry. One ministry is called Red Light Ministry. The students meet and pray in front of bars and strip clubs. One time, a car drove up and the driver was curious about what these students were doing. He approached and asked the students. One student responded, Sir, we are praying for the people who come and work here, that they may truly know Jesus Christ and learn to love and respect each human person. The man said, oh, and turned and walked into the club. The students continued their prayer. A few minutes later, the man walked out and said to the students, thank you for being here, because right now, I just want to go back to my wife and kids. Can I ask you to pray for me that I may never come back here again? The students gathered around and prayed over him, and he went home. The students were overjoyed for bringing back one soul. 
Pornography is such a huge problem right now. It is a work of mercy to clothe the naked. Let us clothe them with prayer and clothe them with mercy. We can also save souls by our sufferings, by uniting them to Christ on the cross. And the sufferings don't have to be big either. There was a time St. Faustina started to crochet. She writes, I sensed a stillness in my heart. I sensed that deep and sweet consciousness of God's presence, which prompted me to say, O most holy Trinity dwelling in my heart, I beg you, grant the grace of conversion to as many souls as the number of stitches that I will make today with this crochet hook. Then I heard these words in my soul, My daughter, too great are your demands. Jesus, you know that for you it is easier to grant much rather than a little. That is so. It is less difficult for me to grant a soul much rather than a little. But every conversion of a sinful soul demands sacrifice. Well, Jesus, I offer you this wholehearted work of mine. This offering does not seem to me to be too small for such a large number of souls. You know, Jesus, that for 30 years you were saving souls by just this kind of work. And since holy obedience forbids me to perform great penances and mortifications, therefore I ask you, Lord, accept these mere nothings, stamped with the seal of obedience, as great things. Then I heard a voice in my soul, My dear daughter, I comply with your request. I wonder how many souls did she convert that day? Do any of you crochet? Perhaps you can start. Whatever your task or duty might be, make a deal with the Lord. Faustina did. Lord, for each dish I wash, release one soul from purgatory. Or for every car I wash, convert one sinner. There was a story of a bishop who was celebrating Mass for some sisters. During communion, he was amazed to have recognized one sister's face. After the Mass, he searched for this sister. It turns out that when he was still a priest, he was strongly tempted to leave the priesthood. But in his prayer, this face of a sister, whom he had never met, was looking at him with love and compassion. He saw it as a sign for him to stay. He found this sister and asked her how she was able to be so fruitful. The sister said she offered her daily chores for the conversion of sinners, the souls in purgatory, and for priests struggling with their vocation. He realized it was this sister who had saved his vocation. The work we do with love can be used to save a priest's vocation or save a marriage or save a baby from being aborted. In the last 15 years, 
there has been an influx of superhero movies. Spider-Man, Superman, Batman, The Avengers, Wonder Woman. It is because the world is looking for heroes. The world is hungry for real heroes. Good men and women who are willing to sacrifice themselves out of love for the salvation of souls. This is the real objective, the work to save souls. Where are the heroes? We have had heroes in the past. The Catholic Church calls them saints. But who are the heroes in this time and place? It's you. You sitting there in your living rooms, your bedrooms. You listen, listening to this talk right now. You are the heroes this world needs. You are the heroes God is calling you into battle. Do you hear God calling you? God has been preparing you for this moment. God has brought you here to this place. Will you answer the call and join in the battle to save souls? We are the Catholic Church, the largest battalion on earth. 1.2 billion worldwide. Then add the angels and saints in heaven, as well as the souls in purgatory. We are a formidable army. These are unprecedented times that demand unprecedented action. Many souls are dying unprepared at an exponential rate. We cannot save them all. Many, unfortunately, will be lost. Our mission is very simple. Pray and sacrifice for the salvation of souls. Why pray? Well, if you want to gain victory in the physical realm, you must first win the battle in the spiritual realm. It is primarily a spiritual battle. The doctors and nurses can only save bodies. Our mission is to save souls, eternal souls. St. Paul says, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but the powers and principalities of this dark world and the spiritual forces of evil. Satan is our primary enemy. So pray with all your heart. Pray as if souls depended on your prayer because they do. Unfortunately, some of you will not choose to fight. Even as I speak, you have already made your decision. You would rather carry on with your daily activities of wasting time and chasing after the wind. May God have mercy on your poor soul. Dante once said, the hottest corners of hell are reserved for those who in times of crisis maintain their neutrality. For those of you who choose to fight, I commend you and salute you. You have my deepest respect and I'm honored to fight with and alongside such brave men and women. 
However, this is not going to be an easy battle. It will not be a walk in the park. The battle will be fierce and extremely difficult. It will test your mental and spiritual resolve, your commitment, your faith, and your love. Each day may seem the same as the day before, and it may seem as if we are making no progress at all. Take courage, stay focused, keep praying and have hope. Look to our leader, Jesus Christ, and trust in his mercy. Ask him for the grace and strength to keep fighting. Then ask yourself, do you have more to give? Do you have it within you to offer one more sacrifice for the conversion of a sinner? Can you pray one more chaplet for a dying soul? Fight well, my friends, because souls are counting on your prayers. We are the church militant. We fight. This is what we do. We fight together. We fight as one. We fight for the love of Christ and his church. With God on our side and our Blessed Mother and all the saints, as well as the souls in purgatory, we cannot lose. As long as we have breath on this earth, May we fight to save souls. Let us pray and win souls for Christ. So this concludes this last conference. I would like to say some final words. First, I want to give thanks to God for this opportunity to serve his people in this unique way. Honestly, it wasn't easy. It might be one of the most difficult retreats I've ever prepared or ever given. I really felt like it was a battle from start to finish. It was a daily lesson in trust for me, but each night his mercy prevailed. I hope it made sense to you and that you have grown in some way. Thank you to the Carmelite Sisters for providing this retreat for us. A special thank you to Sister Marie Andre and Sister Meredith for their organization and preparation. I saw some pictures of the sisters recently, and it looks like they lost some weight. Some were looking gaunt and rather emaciated. Maybe it has to do with this pandemic. I heard some sisters even drop two or three sizes down in the last two months. One sister went two sizes up. I don't know how that happened. We all respond to crisis differently. But for the sisters, providing retreats for people is the source of their income. I realize also many people are going through their own tough times. But. If you can support them in any way, please do. Ask and pray to the Lord and let him speak to your heart on how to help them. I remember the sisters were more chubby before. Chubby sisters are happy sisters. Let's help to bring them back to their proper chubby state. 
Thank you to St. Faustina and her diary. Her diary, I think, is one of the most um, beautiful and hidden treasures in the Catholic Church. I discovered this book before I joined the community, and I immediately knew I had a treasure. She writes with simplicity and profound depth. If you read it and seriously apply its teachings, you will become holy. In preparing this retreat, I am still discovering new things. I would highly recommend it for spiritual reading, especially during this pandemic. Jesus told Faustina, what you have written is only a drop in the ocean of mercy. Lastly, thank you to all of you. This is the largest crowd I have ever given a virtual retreat to. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you to all my family and friends, especially those at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. It was nice to spend some virtual time together. This has been a real blessing. I will be praying for you all. May you fall deeper and deeper in love with Jesus and continue to trust in his infinite mercy. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Perhaps I can give a virtual blessing. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.